0: Buds and Blue Jays, your place for everything related to the Toronto Blue Jays. Here's your hosts Jesse Burl and Riley McConnell. Now let's get on with the show.
1: I'll I'll lead us off. Tonight was the Blue Jays first wild card playoff game of 2023. I'm Riley McConnell joined not this week, not tonight by Jesse Burrell. Isaac Bass is with me. We're going to talk about what was game one of this wildcard series and spoiler. If you have watched it, you already know that we took the loss. If you haven't, we got saddled with a three, one loss in a ball game that it felt like we had no business being in to start the game. uh, We got shut down by a fairly good bullpen and Hey, We, we knew that Gosman had his troubles against Minnesota and it showed in this as a rookie took him deep twice. Uh, That would be Royce Lewis, a guy that, has, I think, hit five grand slams in his stint in the big leagues, which is just insane. So a clutch performer there. We ended up getting a run back. But, uh, Isaac, this is our initial reaction. My initial reaction isn't, yay, hooray, we took the playoff game. It's a Now it's a one and done, man. It's a one and done. No one tonight feels good about this.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start off with... Uh... Point of the game that I think encompasses not only this game, but the entire Blue Jays season thus far, and like how most Blue Jays fans feel about it. Um and that is in the eighth inning when Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who almost earned Vladdy a game, but will still be referred to as Guerrero for now until we win a game, um, leads off the inning with a double. He's fired up on second. We have hope, right? We're like, we're at least gonna score one run. That makes it just need to be lucky in the ninth and then two completely uncompetitive at bats of strikeouts by Bichette and Biggio. And then Kirk, I think on one pitch gets out and we get, we don't even move him to third base, let alone, let alone score the run. And I think that was really encompassing of how maybe just me, but other blue Jays fan can connect. that Like they give us hope. They're like, wait, this is the team that we always thought they were and then it just crashes down and we're like okay nope this is the team we are we're the team that right after a double at the start of the inning we strike out twice and then get a one pitch out on kirk what are your thoughts on that
1: i was very surprised isaac to see how well the twins bullpen did not the guy in the ninth inning i'm gonna talk about him in a bit because going into that he's one of the most feared closers in baseball but I mean, Bo had a Bo had a very Bo Bichette-esque hit. He had two hits in this ball game, and right on Bo. Hey, he, he went two for four, but I mean, one of those pitches was a breaking pitch that's breaking away from him, and it's not like it's starting inside on him. That pitch is starting middle of the pit plate, and he's hitting it. Basically, I, I know the terminology is other batter's box. I don't think it was quite that far, but it, the pitch is clearly not in the strike zone. Bo is such a pure and elite hitter, but I mean, at the same time, He's gotta, he's gotta be able to have an eye at the plate. A lot of guys should have had an eye at this plate. I mean, we didn't, we didn't muster up offense. Whether it was clutch starting out an inning or just kind of down the road, we really fell apart. Um, as far as you know, I don't know if the guys, I don't know, going into an at bat, you know, we you got, we should be uh, thinking to ourselves straight and through. We should be trying to hit the ball on a line, and it just seems there was far too many pop ups. Um, on the infield because I feel like guys in there are just trying to become playoff heroes. They, of course you want to hit the home run uh, to win the ball game, but that's not statistics. That's not realistic. We need to get runners on base and be able to drive them in. And when we do, Isaac, when we do have runners on base, one of the stories of the season, man, we are just running ourselves out of the inning and I think it's embarrassing I mean I know Jesse came on here with the stats last time and said that we were actually not the worst as far as base running but I mean in the playoffs you got Bo Bichette on second base the ball's hitting the infield nine times out of ten hey it's a it's a gallant effort but he's got to stay at third base I mean it's nice to be the hero but we just ran ourselves out of the inning and we had something good brewing.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the box score, like if you are just like a casual fan and you see that the twins were limited to five hits and we lost three, one, you'd be like, okay, well that was a great pitching performance. Like what the hell happened? Like they, we had as many walks as they, as uh, we had hits. Like we gave up as many walks as we had hits. Like, uh, I think all around, we had the exact issues that has ailed us all year lead to this loss. It was kind of like an indictment on the entire season, as we feel as Blue Jays fans, where it was uh, poor base running in big situations, not being able to score runners in scoring position, which I think we had eight of or something. Maybe there's just eight guys on base in total. Um, And then uh, spotty control in big moments and giving up the lead in big moments. It was just everything that could have gone wrong kind of went wrong honestly um it would be nice if we could get a lead uh that that's going to be my big thing that i look for next game because i feel like this team plays a whole different brand of baseball when we when we do have a lead um and yeah i think the base running there like i've i've seen things back and forth like yeah you don't want to risk it at that point um you mentioned something, uh, uh, Buds and Blue Jays Facebook group, about just saying, like, I miss the good old days when we could just, like, actually go for home plate, um, which is true. Like, the guy's blocking yeah. the entire plate. What the hell do you want him to do? Um, <laughs> but, uh yeah, I just think it was a real indictment of, like, the things that we haven't done well this season. Um, but, I, I mean like we had our chances and that's all you can ask for against a great pitcher that we went against. Gosman did not have his a game uh, as evidence. I actually wanted to ask you your opinion on seeing him so fired up, which I've never seen him that fired up before. Like I, you saw the look on the umpire's face when in the first inning, it was like, is he going to get kicked out? Like, is he getting thrown out? And then Brandon Bell, is he getting like, Are we just going to have all our guys thrown out right away? What were your thoughts on Gosman? Do you think he was just upset at himself and taking it out on someone? Or do you think that there was an actual cause for concern there on his perspective?
1: Playoff baseball is October, such a remarkable time um, in the heart, in, in my heart, in the hearts of many, as far as, you know, it's, Hey, it's emotional on us. I mean, this had the feels of a playoff game. I want to give the twins um, a lot of praise their fan base. They were in that ball game. That's mm-hmm. a that's a. I mean, Minnesota might as well you know, be um, an honorary Canadian team as far as the geography of it goes. Kevin Gosman, I mean, he's, he, he's trying to get himself hyped up. I mean, and he's a pitcher who has not pitched in a lot of postseasons. He has minuscule to, to zero um, really playoff experience. I mean, is that his way to get into the game? I mean, it's, it's, it's good if that's the way you look at it. But at the end of the day, I mean – the Twins had had read the book on him. I mean, there's no way around it. They saw Kevin Gosman really, really well. And that's that scares me. I mean, I know that Barrios has had different success over the Minnesota Twins. Chris Bassett's had different levels of success. But when you see your starter, your ace, go down in four innings and have – A very, very non-characteristic rough outing. I mean, that's a tough game one loss. And I think, you know, Gosman, I don't know if Gosman could have done a ton better because they, like I said, they read the book on him. They knew whether he was tipping his pitches or not. I don't know what it is. Some teams see some pitchers really, really well. And I think Gosman and the twins at the end of the day is just a bad matchup. Now, that being said, I mean, he certainly could have done better. But the fact is he only gave up three hits. Two of them were home runs. The Minnesota Twins waited out their walks. They had some really good at-bats. I mean, I, at, and now you make me think why Gosman being so emotional like that and showing so much character. I mean, I think a lot of it came down to frustration. I mean, he has not had to compete like that. I can't say all season, but I mean, it's got to be frustrating. You get the nod to go in game one. You're in a tight, tight ball game the entire way, whether he had a bad, bad goal of it or not. He only allowed three runs. Two of mm-hmm. them came off the long ball. I mean, I think that we got pretty lucky. Both teams got extremely lucky with leaving runners on base or unlucky, depending on how you want to put it. And then I'll give the other nod just quickly. I thought our bullpen guys, I don't want to spend hardly any time on our bullpen guys, but I thought that that was actually managed fairly well especially around the time Chad Green and Yenesis Cabrera came into the ball game, who, uh, who can consecu- who struck out the side. I, I combined, I don't know exactly know which inning was, it was an addition uh, to Chad Green. He pitched the first batter in comes the left Yenesis Cabrera. I believe that was the eighth inning. Chad Green had just pitched the seventh. So it was well managed as far as when we were in the ball game. I mean, and then I had this conversation with friend of the show, Ian Dolmage. Uh He says, to, like, and I, we, the conversation was, 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 you know, was uh, Gosman even the guy? Because we know that they have something on him. And I just kind of said he has to be. Yeah. I mean, he has to be our guy going into the game one. And you hope for the best. We didn't. But also at the same time, our offense was not there either.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, if you just look at it from an outside perspective, like, okay, well, here's a question for you. If I could tell you right now that game two, the Twins would have the exact same offensive output and performance, would you take it or would you roll the dice?
1: I mean, hey, if you give up three runs in the postseason, uh, th- yeah, those, those, I take those chances. I believe that our team's got to come back and score four or five runs yeah. next game. I, I agree. Will, any, I, I agree. think at the end of the day, I will take three run, three runs earned or three runs given up Any single game, especially if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays, and regardless of what our team has done over the course of the year, that team should muster up at least uh, 3.4 runs a game, three and a half runs a game on average anyways, and I mean playoffs. are 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 unique because if you have a two run lead and if if you're down it feels like you're are down by seven runs and i'm sure a a four run lead if you're up feels like a one run lead but that's just playoff baseball isaac the same goes for hockey they always say a two goal lead is the worst well in this baseball game the two run lead was enough for the twins they came in and basically got their runs early and shut us right down
0: Yeah. I want to ask you a a couple more questions because I agree with that sentiment. Like I would take those three runs. I would take the exact same performance by our pitchers next game and the game after and the game after and the game after, which is crazy because if you just think about how we felt about in the fourth inning with Gosman, we're like, Oh shit, here we go. Um, But I want to ask about lineup changes for game two. Um, Just because I love the hypotheticals. Biggio hasn't had much success in postseason big moments. Um. Do you consider at all putting in a Davis Schneider for this type of game and just saying, you know what? This guy's been our hottest player for the last three months. Let's just ride and see what happens. Now, do you, if you are a manager, do you consider that move?
1: If I if I myself am the manager of this game, I'm going to go back and I just tell you my game one lineup anyways. I have Springer batting first, playing right. I have Bo Bichette hitting second at shortstop. I have Vladimir Guerrero first hitting third I have Brandon Belt in the cleanup spot DH so same four guys same four guys and then like I said last time it's a mixed bag but I'm probably going at this point as as crappy as it is to say because I don't like them at close to that order is I'm going Alejandro Kirk I'm going Cavin Biggio I'm going Matt Chapman well, I might double off a lefty in there. I might go. Um, I might go Kiermaier Varsho after. Um, or Varsho Kiermaier to end the order. But right? you're not taking
0: Bisio. You're not taking Biggio out. Of, for, game, for game for game
1: for game one. I'm gonna keep Cavan bisio And I agree with that. I agree with no, that. No, but it's game two. Up.
0: Like, is this your? Oh, this yeah. Your game no, two roll two, the right? game two. Roll
1: the dice. Game two. Roll so you're the saying dice. Saying game two. You would we got Snyder lots in. of guys. Yeah, or or Whitmer, she, we gotta shake it up. It's not Espinal. Es, Espinal's on this yeah, playoff yeah. No, roster. No, yeah. we, we neglected yeah. to inform. Yeah, but uh, Ryu was the guy who got cut. I was wrong. No big deal. We ended up going with twelve pitchers, and no one, no position player got their feelings hurt. Espinal's on this team. I don't want to see him get any time. I no. I want to see someone different on second base. And yeah, at this point, I probably say Davis Schneider, Whitmerfield, walk in his only at bat he actually pinch hit for dalton varsho um versus a left-handed relief pitcher so Merrifield got in that bad he drew a walk good for him but yeah let's see davis schneider i'm all about shaking things up because at the end of the day isaac we play three games in three days and the third game won't even matter if we don't win tomorrow
0: yeah and um Yeah. I just wanted to touch quickly just to give a little bit of hope here because, you know, like everyone's kind of doom and gloom, you know, it's the same old blue Jays, same old Toronto sports, honestly, for people who are Toronto sports fans. Um, But we did have a lot of hard hit balls. Their defense played absolutely incredible um, or lucky. However you want to look at it. I'm going to go with incredible outfield infield, even the play to end the game, like him being in that exact position, not being close to first granted that runner doesn't matter, but like, It's stuff like that that wins you playoff games. And we got like even the Chapman hit hard hit ball that that would have been a game changer right there that was caught right on the wall. You know, like there, we did hit the ball hard. Let's hope that those hard hit balls go in better spots next game. Um, And going into next game, that's what I want to to bring up is that Jose Barrios will be our starter. Not what any of us guessed last episode. We all thought it would be Bassett. Um, What are your thoughts on that move? Does that give you... You know, do you have confidence in that matchup going in tomorrow, Sonny Gray and uh, Jose Burrios?
1: I think I think Sonny Gray in his is having a, a career year. I think we're going to see a lot of the same. Um, But the difference is I hope that we can pull off like a two to one win. I hope we get the double digits strikeout by Brios. He's going to give up contact. I hope those balls stay in the air. It's windy. I hope that the wind's blowing in. I don't want to, I don't care if we don't hit a home run. I don't want them (laughs) to hit two out on us. I hope that that wind's blowing in the direction right, right into the hitter's face, right at the uh, pitcher's back. And I hope that we can actually string together hits for starters, not put outs on the baselines and, and and stop i mean we swung at too many pitches we put balls in play that were weak contact pop outs that were bad pitches to hit i hope we see more pitches in the next game too cuz we're going to we're going to need to isaac we're going to need to we have to milk their starter and we did we took Pablo Lopez out of, out, like, out of the game. We took him out earlier than what I thought because he was cruising for the mm-hmm. most part, but got shut down by their bullpen. And at the end of their bullpen, Duran, Johan Duran, was absolutely incredible. I mean, splitters, sinkers, it's all of those basically touch 100 miles an hour. He can go as high as 103. I don't know if I saw him touch 104, but
0: I mean... He's He was probably, just throwing curveballs out there. That's all he was really doing. It was working because no one expected. They're like, he has to no throw a fastball. Now he has but, to throw a fastball. No, no curveball. And he
1: just he just kept basically until Matt Chapman came up and he fouled one off. He was just throwing the breaking pitches. And honestly, Isaac, if, if he threw, if he threw the heat, I, I still think it's the same outcome. I don't think we're touching it. He's that good of a pitcher that even if he was tipping them. I mean, because, yeah, I'm sitting fastball all the way, and your timing's going to be way off if yeah. that's what you're expecting. And that's exactly what happened. And he shut us right down.
0: And I think the moral of the story is that we can't let it get to the point where he comes in, right? We need to be lead- leading at the end of those games to keep him from coming in and shutting us out because if you're it walking into the ninth and there's even a one run lead, you're kind of feeling down already knowing that it's that guy coming up against. I you. said
1: it last I said it last episode, man. Like if he's like he is a feared major league closer. Like I feel like guys don't fear Jordan Romano the same as they fear him in that twins bullpen because that's absolutely explosive gross stuff. Um Let's talk about what, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on it. Bo Bichette, again, made a really bad base running error where a ground ball was hit to the uh, basically the third baseman it got through. And Bo thinks, hey, this is an easy run to score. Correa picks the ball up and he's thrown out at home by at least four and a half, five feet. And we're all sitting there. We're all thinking the same thing. It was a bad mistake to begin with. And I'm not saying it cost us the game, but the should have, would have, could have, Isaac. I mean, we, we can't go back on it now, but we just can't, we simply cannot do stuff like that. We talked about it all season long and now we're in the playoffs where things really matter. The only thing that matters right now, the postseason is the only thing that matters. The regular season does not matter. 89 wins or 99 wins, we're here. Now we're down to a a single elimination for us. We gotta win two in a row. And we can't be making dumb outs on the base pass. I don't think it's gonna happen again, but it certainly sets us behind. And we'll look back on that and think could that could that have been a changing moment? Uh, and we'll never
0: know. Uh, You can tell how much it bothered you, Riley. That's the second time that you've mentioned that exact situation on this 20 minute podcast. So if uh, one thing that I know grinds your gears about this game, it's Bo Bichette's base running mistake. It's um, it's all
1: the, it's all the base running airs, Isaac. I don't like, I don't care for them. I don't care for any of it. It
0: absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah. It's the fundamentals of the game at this point. Those should be the things. If it's fundamental, that means that we should have ha- had them mastered by now. Um, in the end, I want to know your, I guess, belief level? Not even for the series. Let's just take it game by game because I'm sure that's what John Snyder's in there saying. We just got to take it game by game. What is your belief level if you had to score it from a 1 to 10 walking in the game to tomorrow? I
1: I scored as a... As, for the series or just for the game? No, just for
0: the game. That's all we're talking I'm, about.
1: I'm, sc- I'm scoring it as a 6. I'm scoring it as a 6. We knew they had the book on Gosman going into this. I feel good things about Brios, and I do even feel better things about Bassett. So I have it as a six for myself right now, man.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with an eight because I'm just eternally optimistic about this team. Um, until they... I. I'm just I've been a Toronto sports fan for long enough that my heart doesn't even exist for these for sports anymore. You know, like if if we lose, I'm just going to laugh and be like, well, we always should have known that this was going to happen. I think Jesse actually mentioned that in the group. Like, did we expect anything different? So let's hope that we take it's going to come down to the players saying we don't want to be the same team that hasn't had a win in the playoffs since 2016, even though we've been here two straight years against teams that everyone in Toronto Blue Jays land was saying, oh, I want to play the Mariners oh, I want to play the twins and we go winless in two straight years. I don't think that can happen. I don't think it can happen. I think we at least win next game. And then when we come on this episode next, we will have maybe a different outlook going into game three, but we're going to win game two tomorrow. And I hope we have a better attitude coming on to this podcast.
1: I think the well and I hope that the guys stick with the main attitude because it is far far from over and I think that we will indeed have a better better outcome tomorrow or god you at least hope so as as to what you said there we we cannot really I mean we cannot really afford as a franchise to get swept by teams uh, I know two ga- two losses is not really a sweet but it is it is in the sense of the series. Yeah. I mean, it looks bad. Because, yeah, we wanted to play Seattle. And, yeah, we wanted to play the Twins. And then there's Jesse laughing in the back, you know, doing the maniacal finger twitch because he, he wanted to play the Rays the whole time. Hey, maybe that guy was on something. But as far as the series goes, Minnesota is the only team that matters. Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is the only game that matters. And all we care about is... Is getting runs across the board, getting to Sunny Gray early, waiting out at bats, hitting the ball hard and on a line. And we need the
0: Jose Brios that we have seen this year. Jose Brios Redemption I, Tour. This I is his revenge full, game. I have full trust in him right now i love it hey i think if jesse was on here he would not agree with that but you know what jesse I, thank I, god you're not here to say something about that statement that riley just made because i agree i trust in jose yeah. Barrios too. <laughs> he'll rip me he'll rip me into <laughs> though for uh, we're keeping.
1: We're not editing this. We're keeping everything in, in this because this is the <laughs> official first Buds and Blue Jays without Jesse Burl. And he's absolutely going to rip me a new one for going off on Bo twice saying the same thing because apparently I'm 26 years old and senile. I'm actually just <laughs> fired up because it's the only thing I keep thinking about um, because, yeah, we've all be- we've been there. Isaac, it's great to talk ball with you. Um, We both have busy lives. We're doing this again tomorrow and hopefully, pray to God, we do this Thursday night as well. I think Jesse's going to be back tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I'll hand the keys over to him when he gets back. But from Isaac Bass and myself, Riley McConnell, here at Bloods and Blue Jays, let's go Blue Jays. Let's f- try and find a way <laughs> to get into game three. We need you, Jose Brios. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you next time. We'll
0: see you tomorrow, guys. Peace.